You know, everybody wants to hear about their hero's journey, the journey that we all take throughout life that has its big ups and downs. So people ask me if I would share my hero's journey uh, on this podcast, and so here goes. You know, from the time I was a child, I could always see layers of people's persona. And I I loved creating things. I had a relationship with the invisible people, or at least that's what I called them. Fairies and beings with wings and spirits and nature that were alive and called to me. I was very popular in high school and one homecoming queen for three years. It was all authentic. I didn't put on any persona to be popular. I genuinely loved people. And then when I was 16, my father left. And I was left with a very depressed mother, a mother whom I loved very, very much. It was a very challenging moment because my joy became dimmed and I was lost. I finished high school in three years and went to college immediately following high school. I was 18 years old. I felt free and unfettered and alive, as Joni Mitchell would say, but I could not focus. In high school, I used to lay out fabric on the floor, making my own patterns for garments. And I made beautiful garments that were unique. So after one year in college, I asked my mother and father to go to garment design school in New York City. They said yes, but that no more education would be supported if that was my choice. At the time, I was 18, going on 19. I worked briefly in the garment industry, and then I went back to North Carolina as New York City was depressing to me and lacked beauty in nature, which was really my nourishment, my food. My father and stepmother came to pick me up and they drove me to North Carolina and kind of dumped me at my sister's house. And there I was on their doorstep like an old shoe left for somebody else to deal with. After a month or so, my mother got remarried and about one week after her wedding, She went missing. She was found in a hotel room in Marietta, Georgia, after an overdose of pills. They called my sister and I from the hospital, and she was in a coma in Atlanta. It was like being inside of a nightmare. After two weeks on a respirator, she died. 
After her death, I was adrift. I worked as an apartment manager, worked at a radio station, and slowly made a pathway back to cloth and my own resurrection. It was a slow climb. I was so determined to make a living doing what I loved that I worked three jobs and decided if I made a puppet or figure a week, I could fill one whole wall of my apartment and have enough to sell and make to make figures for a living. I was working in a science museum in Charlotte and I built confidence by continuing to create and continuing to fill the wall with figures. I even sold cookies door to door. I was determined. I read about a public wind sculpture that a hundred donors had funded and I wanted to win that award and create the panels for this wind sculpture. After a month of submitting and taking photographs of my figures and working so hard to win the commission, I got it. I had three weeks to the deadline. I worked every day and night with often three hours or two hours of sleep. I was living with my partner in a house we were restoring and all of the walls in the living room were covered in black plastic. When one of the donors came to see the progress of the panels for the wind sculpture, I remember the look on her face as she entered the catacomb. It was pretty scary. Dark black plastic and giant puppets hanging on the wall. It was quite a scene. I made it to the deadline and it was the first epiphany of great joy in manifesting my dream. One week later, after the wind sculpture was installed, I won first prize at the art show near the Science Museum where I worked. Joy is the medicine of really walking through the fear that holds us back from creating. You know, it takes doing the thing. It takes walking through that ring of fire and putting on the ring and committing to the work. The second epiphany is freedom. My partner was still working at the Science Museum and the Art of the Muppets exhibit came through. I was able to go to San Francisco, then Seattle, to help with setting up the Art of the Muppets exhibit. I don't know if you remember the Dark Crystal movie, but it was, it was puppets from that movie. On the train, I had my suitcase full of puppet-making supplies. I called it Studio in a Case, and I joyously made puppets on the train to Seattle. 
From joy, I found freedom. Freedom to travel because I decided to and manifested the trip. I didn't have the money to go. I put it on a credit card because I wanted so desperately to break through to freedom. And it opened a world that was much wider than I had ever imagined. I began to create lots of figures and I sold to galleries, wholesale and retail. And I would work 12 to 14 hour days every day. I began selling those figures to people all over the world, from Barcelona to New York, San Francisco, Baltimore, Atlanta, Florida, and then all the way to Kathmandu, where the ambassador to the United States had a sculpture on his wall in Kathmandu. I had been to Kathmandu many years before, and I was so thrilled to know that my sculptures were in Kathmandu. The figures became sort of stories inside themselves, and people would write me letters and tell me how their people were doing. So I began to think, well, these are people of the cloth. And they took me to really strange places around the world. I'll tell you more about that in the next podcast. Thanks for joining me today. We'll talk soon.